Welcome to SEC Primetime Thanksgiving slash Rivalry Edition. And I'm your host, Max Starks. I'm joined by the main man himself, Clint Sterner. And Clint, boy, oh boy, oh boy. First of all, you know, I have a lot to be thankful for. Thankful for the Field of 12 right. podcast for putting <laughs> us together and allowing this this match made in SEC heaven to happen. Um, a lot to be thankful for when we look at this, just because there's a lot of good stuff coming up this weekend. A lot of stuff on the line. We've seen a shakeup in the top four of the college football playoff projections, and we'll get to that. But first, I got to ask you, man, what are you most thankful for as we get into this day of thanks coming this week? Well, if I'm being brutally honest, I'm, I'm thankful for my beautiful wife and that healthy healthy baby she's carrying around this house this morning. Number one, first and foremost, uh, which yeah. it is a little it is a little girl. So Max, I'll be calling on you and our new yes. our, our newly developed friendship for some quality advice. Um, girl, dad club in full effect. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Look, I, I'm thankful that uh, that you and I are not covering the ACC or the Pac-12 this year with the disasters that they are. Um, and, and look, I'm thankful for my man, Sam Pittman. It's been a long, hard road, Max, as a Razorback over the last four, five, six years. And my man, Sam Pittman, has come in here, and he has not only got them bowl eligible, he's beat two teams from the great state of Texas. He beat LSU, and he's got Missouri this week. So, He's going to get you and I paid one more time with a bowl game for damn sure. And uh, so I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the big man on the hill, Sam Pittman, and then damn Razorbacks this year too, man. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I am, you know, definitely appreciative of that. I mean, like you said, I mean, I'm here. I'm on a family vacation. And I'm thankful for my beautiful wife and my two wonderful little girls. Um, the opportunity to spend this time with them in the midst of the hecticness, right? I mean, football that's right. season, that's our time. And our wives kind of just understand. They kind of just say, all right, I get it. It's that time of year. But most importantly, I think, you know, thankful for, you know, what God, what God has, has, has blessed, you know, me with and the opportunities that he's given me. And I'm just so thankful for all my family and my friends. Um, this time of year, looking forward to breaking bread on Thanksgiving um, with another family we're traveling with. And, you know, I just look at this time of year and, you know, it, it, it's crazy. Like you said, I'm so happy to be covering the SEC and not covering one of the other conferences. Hey, how good do you feel not to be in the Big 12, you know, at the beginning of this year? You know, shout out to our guys over there that cover the Big 12. I don't, I'm not throwing any darts or anything. But just think about how you would have started this season and then for everything to kind of blow up the way it is, guys leaving your conference, um, you're scrambling to figure out how you can keep things together. Yeah. The, the SEC is just only expanding. Our universe is only getting bigger because of it. And I, I look at just kind of where we're at. We made it through this season, really. No big issues, no hiccups. You know, we got to see out-of-conference play this year. We didn't get that a year ago this time. So. I'm thankful that things have gone the way that they've gone and that we are starting to get on the other side. We're not all the way up over that hill right. and, down and coming downhill, but we're, ne- we're nearing the summit of that. So I'm thankful for that. Thankful for all the families out there and friends and people who, who listen to our show and support us. We're appreciative of you. But 
Let's get into it. I mean, yes, it is Thanksgiving week, but most importantly, when I think Thanksgiving week, and I know you've thought this since you've been a young man of the age of eight, tender age of 18 and beyond, you know, we know this is rivalry week. As SEC guys, this is where the border wars come in. This is where the in-state rivalries, you got picked to go where, and they didn't even give me a shout type week. I'm about to, I'm about to whoop all y'all's asses, and I'll show you why I deserve that scholarship. And now I'm about to exact my revenge on my homeboy from high school that didn't want to follow me on signing day. He wanted yeah. to be a little turncoat and throw the other hat on. This is that week. You know, what does it mean for you when you think about rivalry week and your time at Arkansas? Well, it's it's interesting, Max, because, you know, at Arkansas, there's not an in-state rivalry, right? Yeah. There's not a there's not a, uh, a, a really a legit, quote unquote, rivalry, if you will. I know back in the days, the Southwest Conference days, Texas was a big rival. So, I mean, it was nice to have them back on the schedule this week. Um, there's a natural between the state of Texas and Arkansas. There's a natural rivalry, at least from Arkansas's perspective, with A&M. Um, and then you look down and like my years at Arkansas, late 90s, early 2000s, the rivalry was always LSU. Now, I don't know what LSU thought of that rivalry, but I know at, at Arkansas, it, it was it was obviously a, a big time rival for us. And so we're I, I played ball at a school that there's no true um, true blue rivalry that everybody knows is coming down the pipe at the end of the year and everybody can get hype about. But I, I tell you what, what I what I love about the SEC's rivalry week, whether it's Arkansas, Missouri, or it's LSU AM is new, or it's your your Florida, Florida States, Georgia, Georgia Techs, Tennessee, Nashville, I mean Tennessee, Nashville, Vanderbilt, with with your actual in-state rivals. The games absolutely mean more. I mean, even when teams aren't having great seasons, Florida right now, um, boy, if you can't get up for this Florida State week, something's wrong with you. You don't have the right blood running through your veins. Regardless of what's happened, regardless of your coach, rivalry week usually brings out the best of folks. And that's why I love it. Obviously, some of the games mean um, you know, postseason plays. Some of them mean top four rankings. Um, some of them mean the underdog is is uh, is in full effect. So uh, it, it's it's a it's a big week, obviously, and it just it just means more any way you slice it, brother. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you hinted at it. You got to it. Florida State. I mean, nothing nothing gnaws my crawl and pisses me off more. <laughs> Then that team that's over there, just a little bit north of us, a little bit west of us uh, in Tallahassee, you know, we, th this is the week where we're like, hey, we're playing we're playing the girls school. You know, I mean, that, that's essentially what it was, because that's how Florida State got started. It was a women's college. Didn't women's know that college. Yep, exactly. Now I'm inundating you into my rivalry. I'm giving you the fodder. <laughs> if you come across any of those Seminoles, you'll know how it feels and. You know, normally this time of year, I got I usually have a bet with my cousin because he, because he was one of those guys that I look forward to playing in that game because we he didn't follow suit. We had this big grand scheme. We were going to both go play college together. We're going to be roommates for four years and then go to the league. Well, we didn't get the roommates. We didn't get to play together, but we did both go to the league. But <laughs> I, I am I am I, I still hold it over his head that he did, he he turned off his beeper 
and his and unplugged his house phone. I was pissed. I couldn't get in contact with him. You kidding hey. me? They don't know. <laughs> hey Max, these cats listen to this podcast. They don't know about them landlines and them pagers, baby. Come on, no, they don't. No, they don't. That hey, that you had to change the clear color case to make yourself fancy. <laughs> Come on, I had I had that pager with the with the window on the screen on the side of it with that blue yeah. see through. You can see the guts of that beeper. Oh, hey. I'm cold blooded. Listen, I, I I I called mine the candy apple green because I had the green clear coat. Okay. On mine, so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, they'll, they'll never understand our troubles. But I mean that that's what it is. And you know, you think about it, like you said, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida, Florida State, Clemson, South Carolina, and then you got, of course, got the Tennessee rivalry, which is Nashville versus Knoxville. Let's just call it like yep. it is, Tennessee and Vandy. And then of course, there's one that used to be called good old-fashioned hate, but we got to call it the Iron Bowl. I mean, that's Auburn, Alabama. That's just what it is. And, I mean, it's one of those things you, you like, yes, there's rivalries throughout the other conferences that they have, and they have these shiny buckets and boots and axes and all these other paraphernalia. But at the end of the day, it comes down to bragging rights. It comes down to bragging rights, and it comes down to you versus me, and I don't like you. I don't like you purely because of the school that you're going to. We could be friends 364 or three, depending on the year, days of year. <laughs> but that one day, I absolutely despise your existence for that moment, for four and a half hours. Four and a half hours, I really don't like anything you have to do, and I don't want to talk to you because <laughs> all I want to do is inflict pain on you because I don't like you in that moment. And that's what this rivalry means. So when you're looking at it, most Important slash biggest rivalry game of the rivalry games this week would be. Well, most important. I mean, you got to go with Alabama Auburn. I mean, you got to go with the Iron Bowl, even though it's not for the SEC West title. It's not for, uh, you know, they're not playing for a trip to the to the SEC uh, championship game. Uh, But it's it, it is hands down. The biggest, the biggest rivalry, our biggest rival game of the SEC this week because, you know, Alabama is in a spot where they're not the, the best team in the country right now. They're not the best team in the SEC right now. Georgia is. Um, they, they've been, they've been put on notice when the College Football Playoff Committee bumped Ohio State ahead of them this week in the College Football Playoffs. I, I think this is a game where Alabama obviously needs the win. Um, but but what Alabama needs, Max, is Alabama needs to skull drag Auburn. They they need a win that is unbelievably convincing. Number one, they need a win that the playoff committee and the decision makers just can't get out of their head. Like one of those just absolute stompings in somebody else's sta- uh, stadium in a rivalry game because I don't believe they're going to beat Georgia. And if they're going to be a two-loss football team, they can't have a close game versus Arkansas. They can't have a close game versus Florida. They can't have a close game versus Auburn. It's going to come down to how convincing were your victories. And Alabama's got work left to do. So if we're talking about level of importance, it doesn't get any more important than the college football playoffs. And I personally believe that Alabama's going to need a big time win this time of year in in enemy territory in a big time rival game when all the eyes are on the TV in order to overcome and overcome two losses and 
ultimately be a two-loss team that is placed over possibly a one-loss football team come come uh, final college football playoff decision time. So I think that's the most important one of the bunch, Max. Yeah, no, I look at it, and you're absolutely right. I think this is the only one that in the SEC world that is going to be a huge headliner because, like you said, we know the West is already sewn up, but Alabama's teetering. They have, like you said, they have to skull drag. They've got to go take them out to the woodshed, let them be the little brother that they are, and yep. get his butt whipped by the bigger brother, like in order for them to keep pace. Because if they don't, it's going to be a very tough day. And when we're talking about potentially seeing two SEC teams in the college football playoff, that other actor, that other individual must be Alabama. Because we, no matter what Georgia does, Georgia's, Georgia's going in. And Georgia is going to sleepwalk through this Georgia Tech game because Georgia Tech is not good. And the challenge is going to be the SC championship game. So you say, okay, even with a one-loss Georgia team, they're in the top four. No bones about it. So all the pressures on Alabama, like you said, get it, get it, getting the snub and getting knocked down another rung puts you now in a vulnerable category. When you're in top two after this week, that that's the pretty much the lock section. The swinging door is three and four. Yeah. And so it's going to be a challenge to keep them there. And, you know, all eyes are going to be, of course, right up north, right? Going up to Ann Arbor. How is that Ohio State-Michigan game? Because Michigan's a team that's on the outside looking in, and they're in striking distance. So a lot of focus, a lot of attention up there, but it's going to be square down in the state of Alabama about what happens because we could have a great conversation next week or we could or we could have a very very chilling what went wrong conversation next week it teeters very easily so you know I agree with you on that one now here's mine as far as we're going to talk about intriguing the most intriguing one okay uh you know for me I say the egg bowl I like the egg bowl it's up first, right? It's on Thanksgiving Day, a day that's dominated by the NFL. But, of course, Mississippi has to do things different. And of course, no two better characters uh, than Kiffin and Leach uh, to go ahead and, and carry this type of tradition yeah. on uh, in the state of Mississippi. And I just think, you know, for that one, you're looking at how the SEC dichotomy is going to be cut up. And especially for Lane Kiffin, because a lot of eyes are on him for head coaching jobs. You know, a lot of people want to try and swoop in and poach him. So this is going to be like an audition slash interview for him. Can you handle the distractions that are, you know, this rivalry week, a shortened week yeah. for them? And also when you have all these eyes that are wondering if you could take any one of these top four jobs that are pursuing you, the suitors are coming. The only one that's not is SC because they've already been there, done that. They're not retreading that relationship. It's like an ex. Yeah, you look good, but nah. <laughs> I, know I know you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, so, so I mean, so it, it is an important game, and I, I'm just intrigued by it. I just want to see it. This will be one of those things. I'm going to be fighting off tryptophan coma uh, to make sure that I am staying peeled on that game. What's, a, what's an intriguing game for you? Well, well, I, I'm going to go with a and LSU, but before I jump there, I, I want to stay on that egg bowl a little bit you were talking about because I think there, there's some 
there's some that's definitely an intriguing matchup, no question about it. And I love that it's on Thursday night and we get to see it first. But there's a couple of things going on there. Number one, we always talk about the college football playoffs. But in reality, when we're talking about coaches' resumes, when we're talking about bonuses, when we're talking about pelts on the wall, the New Year's Six is pretty impressive as well, right? And there's the truth of the matter is Ole Miss has a chance. It's an outside chance, but Ole Miss has a chance sitting at number nine right now with a lot of matchups ahead of them that, are, that somebody's got to lose. They've got a chance to sneak in at six, man. They've got a chance to get to the number six spot, depending on what happens in the, in the top four, obviously. But you look at it, Max. This Ole Miss-Mississippi State game, Ole Miss is sitting at nine and two, number nine in the country right now. OU, Oklahoma State, and Baylor, they've got a that that, that those three Big 12 football teams are they're not all playing each other, but they're all they're all tied together with a lot of football left to be played in some to some degree. One of those teams is gonna have to fall out, which which is gonna help, I think is gonna help uh Ole Miss. Michigan, Ohio State, they still gotta play each other, plus a championship game. That's gonna affect things go, things above Ole Miss. Cincy, Cincy has to play East Carolina and U of H. I'm down here in Houston. I'm telling you, Dana Holgerson got these Cougars playing ball now. They're, they're a ranked football team, and they're really, really, really good. Cincinnati better not get caught slipping. But with all that said, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of action above that the number nine Ole Miss football team. That if if it, if the cards fall right, which hell we've seen craziness all year long in the top four. If the cards fall right, hey, man, Lane Kiffin, I don't know if he's going to leave Ole Miss or not, but he can damn sure he can damn sure give that old resume a shot in the arm if he somehow slips into a, a New Year's Six Bowl, gets to 10 wins, and then slips to a New Year's Six Bowl. That'd be big for him now. And now a quick message from our sponsors over at BetterHelp. Is there something that's preventing you from achieving your goals or interfering with your happiness? Well, if there is, let me tell you guys about BetterHelp. Professional help done securely online. Check out betterhelp.com slash primetime. BetterHelp will assess your individual needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist to allow you to connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient you can start communicating in less than 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's an avenue to accessing professional therapy without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp has licensed professionals who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, as well as relationship and grief counseling. You can message your counselor at any time and get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule your weekly video or phone sessions. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you and do it in a manner that is more affordable than traditional offline counseling. Financial aid is available. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash primetime. Join over the 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash primetime today. Yeah, that would be, especially considering in year two of a new stint on a school that, let's face it, you know, was not even considering, you know, trying to get past the Music City Bowl. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I, I completely agree with you. I think it's a great opportunity to, to bump one of those teams. Because, I mean, let's face it, 
when you look at the strength of the SEC right now, boom, it's West. It's not East. Oh, yeah. We just got Georgia sitting there. Everybody else has has been cannibalized, has been completely chewed up like ABC gum, right? You know what That's I'm saying? Right. And the West is still standing tall, and there's a lot of great opportunities out there for the teams that aren't in that in that top four conversation. And to be right outside of that, to kind of be the Texas A&M of last year, um, that's, a, that's a heck of a spot to be in, you know, one year removed uh, from, from what that was. So, no, I completely agree. But let, let, let's turn our attention to that A&M and LSU game because that's another big one, like you said. This is Ed Orgeron's kind of swan song, right? You know, this is – this is the last hurrah for him in the regular season. Jimbo, it's been the Richter scale. He's been up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, so what does this do for Jimbo? And then what does this do for Ed O? Because now he now he's on the he's on the block. He's he's searching for a new home. He's house hunting. Yeah, look, I, I think this is all about AM. I really do. And and I, I think it's all about in terms of the outcome of the game, it is anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jimbo Fisher can't be paid the money he's paid, have the recruiting classes that he has, be known as a developer that he supposedly is, and go finish a football season in the SEC eight and four with losses to Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and this would be LSU. That that cannot be the answer for for uh, Jimbo Fisher at AM. In fact, he'd probably trade that 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 uh, Alabama win for a couple or th- two or three of those damn losses that he has already right now to be completely honest with you. So, I think this is all this is all about Texas A&M and Jimbo. And here's here's the beautiful thing is it, it is a much steeper climb for Jimbo Fisher versus LSU than than one might think. It's it's Tiger Stadium, Death Valley if you will, at night. Okay, it's Coach O's last game, and I know from the outside looking in, we all like to bang on Coach O, but Coach O's one of them now. The, the, the fan base at LSU is going to show up and support the LSU Tigers for many reasons, but definitely because Coach O is one of them. They're going to show up for his last game. And we can't forget and we can't overlook, Max, LSU's played some really damn good football lately. They held Alabama to six yards rushing. Alabama beat them by six, I believe, 20 to 14. Arkansas yeah. rolled in there, and Arkansas is one of the, the top rushing attacks in the country. And they shut down Arkansas's run game and, and forced Arkansas to work a lot harder than I would say most people would have thought to get that victory. And you look at AM, and if LSU can stop that run and pressure the passer, what's been there? Uh, what's been their biggest issue all year? Inconsistent play, backup quarterback, young quarterback, turning the football over. Guess what? Death Valley, this defense, the way they've been playing, this defense with the scheme that they've been winning with versus a young quarterback, hey, man, Jimbo's going to have his hands full, baby. You better believe it. No, no question about it. I mean, you were were just talking about it. I mean – you know, we, we could we we could look at the beginning of the season and the things that led to Coach O's firing slash resignation, however you want to put it, not being yeah. asked to come back. Sorry, not sorry, but these boys, like you said, have gone to the hill. I mean, they 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 took they like you said they took Arkansas to a three point game. They took Bama to a six point game. Ole Miss was kind of out there, but they beat my Gators. You know, on the heels of that announcement, they went out there and hung forty nine. Yeah. On us. Now, granted, 
We also gave up 52 to an FCS school, but that, <laughs> there's a reason why Dan Mullen is not there and Edo is still there, uh, <laughs> at least the end of the year. But you're right. This is going to be a tough fought game. And yeah, Jimbo can't get caught slipping. He's already had his slips and his falls and everything yeah. else. This one has to be convincing because like you said, watching what Mel Tucker just got, watching what James Franklin just got, and whoever's going to take that LSU job is going to get, the microscope is going to get very, very bright and very pointed on Jimbo if you lose this type of game and you get this type, this type of result. Hey, it's going to be like, wait a second, we need to revisit this. Uh, we like you. We don't love you. So we want to make, we want to give you a like contract. We don't want to give you a love contract anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, hey, Max, I, I can't make, I can't make sense of what they're doing with these college coaches. I mean, I, and I like, I like James Franklin. I really do. I liked him at Vandy. Um, uh, but I mean, you look at it. I mean, my, my man's nine and 11 in his last 20 games. I don't think he's beat Ohio state. I think he went to. I think he. I do think he did. He go to. You know, he didn't go to a championship, uh, a big, a Big Ten championship game when when they went to a couple of years ago with Saquon Barkley, because hell, they didn't beat Ohio State. Yeah, exactly. They they didn't. No, I, I can't remember. Anyway, the point is, is you get my drift. I mean, yeah. ten years. I mean, we're we're gonna give him until twenty thirty one, and my man ain't beat Ohio State, and my man ain't been to it. I mean, he ain't even. I mean. I mean, he's, he's he's four and eight this year, four and seven, whatever he is this year. I mean, I'm sorry, eight and four or, or seven and four, whatever it is. I'm yeah, going. Seven and four. Man, what are we doing? And then you look at you look at Mel Tucker's done a great job at Michigan State, but he left a lot to be desired at Colorado. And hell, he was like two and five last year in the COVID nineteen year. And all of yeah. a sudden, all of a sudden, because other jobs are coming available and people might interview your coach. Oh, hey, we give ninety five million, baby. I'm just going. Yeah. <laughs> gosh. What are we doing? And meanwhile, Lane Kiffin is sitting over there, and because of the state of Mississippi, he can't have a contract longer than four years. You think his ass is trying to get out? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Give me ten. Give me ten and a hundred. Let me get out of here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, I'm all yours. I'm all yours, guys. Come, come, take me. Where's your jet? I'll be there. I'll That's be there. Right. I got my bags. Actually, I never really unpacked. Um, I had them in the closet. Don't worry, I just I just have it delivered delivered wherever we're going. Just send me an address <laughs> and a FedEx account. <laughs> that's right. But, but I think, but yeah, I mean that that's going to be intriguing. And, and so, you know, I, just to finish, you know, let's turn that attention to that coaching hires, coaching vacancies, coaching availabilities. I mean, as we know, the news of the week, of course, is pointed right here. Never for the good reasons for my Gators. Yeah. Um, Dan Mullen was fired. Um, losing to Mizzou in overtime by one point will do that. Um, you know, it was a progression of events from that Georgia game that has stemmed to this point. And, you know, it, it is concerning how fast, you know, Dan Mullen's rise, ascent, but the downfall, um, both as equally as fast. Um, I think he's still a very intelligent coach, a very good coach, um, offensive-minded wise, I mean, genius at points. Um, he knows how to get the best out of his quarterbacks. He knows how to create things for them. Um, but I think he fell victim to the expectations of a Florida and his quirkiness 
only works when you're winning. Quirky quirks, quirks don't work. They, they become annoyances when you're not winning. That's right. And I think that that's what happened in the end that forced their card. Now, who am I to say good, better, and different? Did that work out? We'll see. Because I think when you look at the Florida job and where it falls, I think it falls third. I think it does fall behind the primo two, right? LSU and then USC. I think even though I would argue I was just out, I was just out there at USC. I called the USC UCLA game and I looked at that and I was like, whoo, um, I don't know how you take this job if you're not from the state of California and more specifically from the city of Los Angeles. Um, that, that's the only thing. I think if you're an outsider, you're going to get similar results as Clay Helton got and because you have to have a name. It's L.A., right? It's Hollywood. It's, it's the pomp, the circumstance. And you're going into the Pac-12 where that USC name doesn't quite ring as loud as it did when it was in the Pac-10. You know, it's it's Oregon, it's Oregon country, and everybody is pulling players from your state at will. Think about Bryce Young. Where's Bryce Young from? Bryce Young is from LA. He was committed to USC, and where is he at now? He's in Bama. So you know, you yeah. look at a lot of the top quarterback prospects, they can't keep them in state. So if you're USC, I have to have somebody specifically that is tied to us that can bring that prominence, that pride back in the program. But Florida, I think you have to get over the expectations because Florida wants that name, but Florida also wants that recruiting ability. And that, that, that's going to be the biggest thing with Florida because a lot of players leave the state of Florida as well. Yeah. And so, and you're competing with Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, all right in that same area, pulling from the same trough, and then the rest of the SEC that's coming in there and grabbing players out of your state. So it's it's a it's a tough job, but it's also a very prominent and visible job. I just don't know if it if it if it beats out um, LSU and USC. So I think you kind of play wait and see with them. And then one piece is taken off the table on James Franklin, you know, as a guy who could muddy mm -hmm. those waters. So now a lot of guys that you're going to go after at Florida are the same guys that LSU and USC is going to be going after. And how do those pieces fit? Um, what are your thoughts about the Florida situation? Uh, I, I disagree with you from a standpoint of being the same guys. Like, I think LSU and Florida could potentially be battling for the same dude. But I think you made a, 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 a beautiful point of, like, if you're not – it's one thing to not be from Louisiana and coach at LSU or not be from the Southeast and coach at Florida. Man, it's a whole other animal to not be from L.A. and coach at USC. Like you yeah. said, like, that is a – that's a whole different monster. The state, the city, the school, everything is a whole different monster. So I think that guy, that guy's going to fit a different set of, 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 of characteristics, if you will, than what necessarily LSU and Florida needs. I think it's a, I think it's going to be a banger between LSU and Florida. And I do think it's more neck and neck. Than, than some people think, because I think the state of Florida is there for the taking. I know you're competing for Cle with Clemson and you're competing with Georgia for recruits, but right now it don't matter where you're at, Max. I mean, you're competing with those schools no matter – I mean, hell, Arkansas has to try to build a wall around two recruits in the state of Arkansas to keep Alabama's ass out every year, keep Clemson from coming over there. So everybody's battling with those monsters. 
But the fact that Florida right now is there for the taking, Miami's down, Florida State's obviously down. You, you could go in there, and if you're a dynamic recruiter, boy, you could really you could really have a one or two year, um, not head start, but a really, really good first and second year at Florida in a sense of recruiting and turning that thing around. Because I don't care what anybody says, Max. I don't care. Florida is a school that recruits itself to a certain extent. To, now, yeah. Dan Bowden, I, I agree with you. Quirky don't work. I, 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 I agree with that. But Florida's a school – when when people see and think of Florida, you're interested immediately. People want to go see. People want to go put that helmet on and put that Florida uni on and get them picked so they can post it all over social media. Same thing with, like, Texas, right? Same thing with USC. I mean, there's just certain schools in our country. Florida State is that way. That, man, the, 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 the logo, the uni – the, the, the mystique, if you will, just carries a little different weight than the rest of the country. Florida is one of those schools. So you get a guy in there with Florida State and Miami down that just works his ass off in recruiting. They're, they're, I, think they're, I think Florida has a real opportunity to be back sooner rather than later. Here's what these schools got to decide, Max. They got to decide, do you want – do you want – and I ask you this. Do you want a Lane Kiffin – that's more uh, – well, Lane Kiffin's not anymore. Do you, want a, do you want an offensive play caller or a defensive play caller as your head coach? Or do you want that structure of what Lane Kiffin's done now of he's got an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator? And what these coaches are doing now where they're going in and they're more of a CEO. They're worried about managing people and recruiting their ass off. They ain't worried about X's and O's on either side of the football. Or do you want them to bring in a dude that's lock, stock, and barrel – is going to call his own plays a Mike Leach, and you know you're going to get you're going to get yeah. five six hundred yards a game offensively. What what do you? They got to decide what they want, and that's going to determine who's who the pool of coaches are. If you're you're a Florida guy, what do you want at Florida? What do you prefer at Florida? What do you think works there? Well, I, I think I think offense is key, right? I, I think you have to be able to go toe to toe. Florida is about the points. They want the flash. They want the pomp and circumstance. And that's why I lean towards a Lane Kiffin type, right? I, I lean towards that bravado. Yes, he's not going to call the plays, but he's the mastermind behind the mastermind. Sure. You know what I'm saying? He he he's Oz, right? He, you know what I'm saying? He is the wizard behind the wall dictating yeah. everything. So I like that type of personality. Um, you know, defense has to have over. You got to have a defensive plan, though, which is the one that Lane Kiffin, we've seen the struggle. It picked up better, but. It couldn't get any worse last year. So you only place up – the only way is up for them. So I need, I do need some defense to be able to hold off. So I look at that balance, and I look at, okay, can we get a Luke Fickle type that, that'll come down to Florida and want to take that job? That's yeah. another one. Billy Napier, I'm looking at the job that he does, he does holistically with the players he's got, and he has a foothold in the South. You know, that's where I'm looking because I, I agree like you that USC job is completely different and they're going to go after a different type of coach unless they can't get that coach. Then they're going to be trying to poach what everybody else has. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just because it, they also need a name and LSU and Florida are going to naturally draw a name at first or names yeah. in that process. And I think LSU is looking for the same thing that Florida is looking for to come into that program. They want the manager, but they need the rock star assistance around them but that manager has a foothold at some part element of this game. I just want, I just want one that's more offensively minded 
Whereas LSU might even look at one that has a foothold in defense and just bring in a rock star offensive coordinator. Yes, that's interesting because you look at the SEC and you got the two dogs at the top, obviously, are Saban and Kirby Smart, defensive-minded guys, even though I think Saban has uh, – has found a way to, to blueprint college football, the business, and, and has it, Lane Kiffin's offense getting ran by graduate assistants and and whoever the hell he picks up out of the NFL scraps. But, but um, yeah, it's interesting, man. It, 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 I, like, I, I think it's a fascinating conversation of do you want the guy that is a delegator that – like, a, like I mean, not, not just because I cover Arkansas, but like a Sam Pittman where he, just, he hires a – Hire me a coordinator, give him a million. Give him a million and a half. Hire me a defensive coordinator, give me a mi- give him a million, a million and a half. And I'm going to sit up here and I'm going to recruit. I'm going to glad hand. I'm, I'm going to cover the state. And I'm going to make sure the athletic director knows I'm recruiting my ass off. And he knows that I got my – and he knows that I got my different departments in my business all, all sold up. Um, or do you want that guy that comes in and, and – um, you know, he's the offensive or defensive play caller. And and a big part for me, Max, at both of these places, like I, I've got to have a guy that's done more with less. And, and I think you can probably – the hot coaches out there, you can probably say that about the majority of them. But, I, I, like, I don't want Joe Brady. Like, just for instance, like Joe Brady was a, a name yeah. kind of – a low-level name in the NFL circles this year, was unbelievable at LSU – uh, and I'm not just talking about LSU. I'm talking about all the openings, the TCUs and yeah. all these schools that are open as well. Like, I don't – I personally don't want the Joe Brady as much as I like the offensive-minded guy. I need somebody that's been a head coach, Mark Stoops, been a head coach, has done more with less, and is ready to go, okay, if I take what I did at Kentucky and I implement it at Florida or implement it at LSU, now i got different horses. Now – now we yeah. can go play. We can go play ball. Like I, I, I need Kiffin's a good one at Ole Miss. What he's doing at Ole Miss right now, any way you slice it, they're lesser talent than the big boys in this conference. Um, I need that man, Max. I, I need yeah. that in his in his recent in his last stop. I need that guy to have done more with less in a very yeah. convincing way. And boy, you got your own to something. But it's a fascinating conversation of who these guys hire because. I, I think it's obviously a very wide net that they're casting across the board. We'll see what comes out in the in the unnamed source category moving forward. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, of course, you know, we're going to have plenty more time to talk about that. But most important is rivalry week. It, it's Thanksgiving week. We have a lot to be thankful for. <laughs> I'm sure all of you out there have a lot to be thankful for. So we, we're not going to harp on it too much longer. But I do just want to go through a quick rundown, if you will, an exercise of the minds, Clint. <laughs> we don't have any lines this week. We're just going off of pure fun. Uh, we've already told you what the biggest game is. We've told you what the most intriguing games are. But we're just going to go with, you know, our winners and losers. Straight up, no lines, no overs, no unders. We're just going to hit them up real quick, and that's how we're going to close out the show, Clint. So let's go ahead and let's start this last topic. Let's call it winners and losers. Nice and easy. So, Ole Miss, Mississippi State being the first one up on the docket. Tryptophan, coma, I'm trying to stay awake game, but still a lot of intrigue. Well, before we move to the last topic of going through our through, through the game results this weekend, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time. They're still offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. What are you waiting for? 
But really, what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay Instant Approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and of course, more reliable. With football season in full swing and coming on its tail end, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the Bet Rivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, who you got? I got Mississippi State, man. Them Cowbells are going to be rocking and rolling. Will Rogers is absolutely on fire. Check out these numbers. Since the Alabama game, the last five weeks, Max, Will Rogers, Mississippi State's quarterback, 80% completion, 20 touchdowns, three interceptions. When he's running that air raid offense, if he's completing at at an 80% clip, good luck. My man is healthy, and my man is on fire. And guess what? Ole Miss's pass defense, (laughs) number 82 in the country, brother. He Look, Mike Leach and Will Rogers are chomping at the bit, and uh, this is going to be a good one, man. I think think, uh, Mississippi State wins this ballgame. Great matchup for Mississippi State on the defensive side of the football, Max. Number seven run defense at Mississippi State versus, surprisingly, the number seven rush offense. And this is in the country, not in the conference. It's in the country versus Ole Miss. I think those two cancel each other out. What do we have left? We got Mike Leach and Will Rogers on fire. I'm going with the with the Bulldogs, man. Woo, buddy. I mean, you pull some stats there. I mean, Cowbell County is happy. They're ringing it for Clint Sterner right now. I know you ain't heard that before. Cowbell <laughs> for you, but I'm sure they are now. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be the aerial kind of masterminds. I like this is going to be a tight game, regardless of whatever it is, tight game. I'm going to give the edge to Lane because Lane, you know, Lane is just petty and he is ego driven and he wants that win because he wants that 10th win. Because all of those reasons we laid out earlier in the show about the New Year's Six Bowl being on the cusp and he can taste it. He can smell it. He can he can almost he can almost grab it. He can't quite, but it's right outside of fingertip Lane. He needs to step on Mike's leash's head to reach that. And I think he's going to do that. I think he's going to pull out some craziness because the Egg Bowl is always crazy. And, you know, it's that rivalry game that, you know, yes, it's an intimidating stadium. Trust me, I played in Davis Wade, and I don't like it. That's an ominous place to play. But I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give it to Ole Miss on this one. So there we go. We're uh, house divided on the show right now. All right, Mizzou, Arkansas, I'm not even going to ask. I'm not even looking in your direction. And I'm going with you on blind faith. Arkansas should get this running away with it. Let's move on. We're, we're getting past that because that's a Friday game. That's, the, that's, that's, that's leftover turkey sandwich day. Real quick, Max. I'll be quick with this one. We know, we know you like it. <laughs> this, is a, this is a trophy year for Arkansas, big dog. I mean, there's a trophy associated with the AM game played down in Jerry World in Dallas. There's a trophy associated with with the LSU matchup that, that they won down in in, uh, in, in, in Tiger Stadium. And this is a, 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 a trophy game as well with Missouri, man. It, it's, a big, it's a big deal for Arkansas to have all of those trophies in the walkway of their, of their facility, of their locker room, um, all in one year, man. That, that, this is a big game, much bigger game for Arkansas than one might think. So, obviously, I like Arkansas. Okay, there it is. There it is. I, I, I knew you were on top of it, and I knew that there wasn't going to be much deliberation on that. Uh, so I was like, we're going to make it quick. All right, 
Another one we'll make quick, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's Georgia. <laughs> There's not much to say about that one. <laughs> yeah, Georgia's oh, – they're just going to get Georgia Tech. They're going to get their coach fired after this game here is all they're going to do. Yeah, exactly. All right, Florida, Florida State. I would like to believe my Gators are better than, than, than the Seminoles up north. Um, you know, you lose your head coach. Um, you're going to go back in the circuit. I think this is your audition if you're Florida as a player. Like, on top of all of the intrinsic reasons why you need to beat this team in state, it, this is also for your future. You know, if you're going to continue at Florida or if you're hitting the transfer portal, like, this is your shot right here. And this is your shot at a bowl game. Like, if you don't win this, you don't go to a bowl game. Yeah. So a lot of pride is on the line in this game. And I'm still going to ride with my Gators, man. I mean, yeah, we've had we've had some heartbreaking losses in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But the pride and the history of this rivalry, we missed it last year. So now a year removed, we're not having this game. To now get this game back, I think a lot of juices are going to be flowing at that one. It's going to be senior day. And a lot of emotions down there at Florida Field. So – I, I got to ride with my boys. I, I think that, I think they pull out the victory. I'm with you on this one, Max. I, I worry about Florida when it's Sanford. I worry about Florida when it's South Carolina. I worry about Florida when it's Missouri. Um, I don't worry about Florida when they're standing across the field at the Seminoles. I mean, I, I, look, I don't know what they're going to do X's and O's. I don't know. Hell, they done lost their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator. I don't know how in the hell they're going to put things together. But I know this. I know Florida's much more talented than five and six, even with all the guys they lost last year and even with what we've seen, uh, you know, on film up to this point this season. And I, I can understand why they would sleepwalk into a missouri Sanford, south Carolina game. I, I don't like it, but I can wrap my head around it. Yeah. Florida State, I can wrap my head around how they stand over there and they are chomping at the bit. Records don't matter. Coaches don't matter. They're going to go out there and give them everything they got. So I like Florida in this game as well. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's let's go around it a little bit. Let's tap dance a little bit. We're going to jump down to uh, Clemson, South Carolina. That game has now become more intriguing in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Than, yeah. than I wanted to believe it was. Um, you know, this is a game. Clemson's still a favorite in this one. But, uh, I mean, South Carolina showed me some things. They, they, they've shown me a couple of things. Do you think they have the rabbit in the hat? to get that Dabo Sweeney monkey off their back. Who man, that's a bit be a big monkey to get off their back, brother. Um, yeah, what the hell, man? I'll, I'll ride with Beamer, man. What the hell? I, you know, I, look, I, I think they're they're playing opportunistic football. I mean, it's whether it's the offense, the special teams, or the defense that's making the plays to keep them in games. I mean, it, it is a, a three-phase team. They're they're all playing playing better football than we expected in all three phases. And, and I, I think Clemson is, is uh, in unfamiliar territory in a sense of, uh, of uh, just not used to being not in the spotlight. I mean, they're an afterthought in the ACC. And so, yeah, I'll ride, I'll ride with South Carolina here. I'll, I'll ride with the Gamecocks here. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I mean, they're six and five. They're bowl eligible already. And that's something that Shane Beamer – can hang his hat on and say, you know what, I got these boys. But hell, I played with a GA at one point in this game because we were so bad off. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, right. come on, come on. I, I, I went and got the guy that I said, boy, hey, the way you spin that mop, you might be able to spin a football. That's what he said, <laughs> you know? And, and I think you got you to gotta go with that. And, and so this being a year that's not, like you said, Arkansas is out for trophies. Clemson's not getting any trophies this year. They're nowhere near 
the Clemson that they were before. I think this is yeah. a hangover year for them. And I don't think I think they take this rivalry for granted where South Carolina knows, hey, this this is the big bear on the wall. You know what I'm saying? We need to yeah. we need to hang this pelt. And that's that's a huge one. So I think I think that kind of gets the better of them. Plus, it's in South Carolina. So I like the odds of a home team coming in to give you something special. Uh, Kentucky Louisville. Another one. That's another that's another evening start game. Uh, yeah. And and listen, Louisville, Louisville is no slouch, but Mark Stoops, what they got going, they're eight and three. I think they want that ninth win. I think they want to get in the nine win category. Louisville's fine regardless. They've already hit above the 500. They'll finish at 500. So they'll get themselves a bowl game. I think it means more for Mark Stoops. And like you said, this is also his resume builder because this is now where you, you, you know, if you want a next job, you got to close out the season strong. You can't get distracted in this type of game. So I like Mark Stoops in this one. What do you think? I love Mark Stoops in this one. Um, you know, I think I think he is a guy that wants to wants to go. He wants to he wants to move on from Kentucky, not because he doesn't like Kentucky, but just because he he understands that one of those bigger jobs that that awaits if he just if he just duplicates what he's done at Kentucky, he can he can be in national title contention. So I think I think he'll have his team ready to play. Which which look, let's be honest, Mark Stoops always has his team ready to play. Um, I, I don't. I don't expect anything less. And in fact, I, I. I think he's got a little more juice because he's got. He's got a potential job jump he can make here at the end of the year. Um, but I tell you, Myron. I mean, Myron Malik Cunningham, man, the quarterback for Louisville. I mean, you talk about a, a game last week against Duke. Three hundred and three yards passing, two hundred and twenty-four yards rushing. Um, for all intents and purposes, I think he was a college football player of the week last week. It's going to be a hell of a matchup. I like Kentucky. I like Stoops. I think I think the Kentucky Wildcats end up winning this game. But uh, Malik Cunningham is going to is going to give Stoops all he wants, man. No, you're absolutely right. It's going to be about about the more disciplined team in this one, opportunistic at the time. All right, let, let's let's turn to the big boys: Texas A&M, LSU. Who you got, man? I, I'm going with LSU in this game. Believe it or not. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm going with LSU in this game. I, I, I think if, if they put the same package together that we've seen them put together against Alabama and we've seen them put together against Arkansas, um, they're going to put the game – they're going to force the game into um, Zach Calzada's hands. And that's going to give – that's going to give LSU a chance. And I think down the stretch, um, again, in Tiger Stadium, Coach O's last game – I think the guys are going to show up. I think the fans are going to show up. And, and I like the, the ball that they've been playing lately. And unfortunately for, for A&M, they're catching LSU at the wrong time. And yeah. they're catching LSU at a time where I think the way they're winning ball games the, are not winning, but the way they've improved their play and they put themselves in position to win ball games as of late is a unbelievable amount of pressure that stops a run and, for, and, and pressures the passer. And that in particular is how you beat AM. And so I don't know if they're going to be able to score many points in this ball game, but but I, I'm going to pick LSU to upset AM in in uh, in Death Valley. Yeah, no, I, I I have a lot of reasons to go and pick to pick AM, but you know, pride. I mean, right now, Coach O recruited me back when he was at USC as a D-line coach. Um, I've loved his personality, I've loved his coaching style, and he has these boys playing inspired. And I think when you talk about it, it you know the legacy that he wants to leave. The man walks away with, with giving a title back to his home to his home team. 
Yeah. And he accomplished his job. And, you know, he, hey, he's got the buy out there. He can go sit and relax and chill out a little bit. And 17 of them. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> 17 million reasons why you should want to go out on top. And I think he gives that to LSU fans. Uh, you know, it doesn't right the wrongs, but it sure makes it sure makes it a softer send off. So I, I, I like Coach O in this one as well. All right. We, we talked about it. It's the most important. It's the biggest one. It's Iron Bowl. So it's Alabama going to Auburn, going to Jordan Hare, going in what we call the SEC primetime middle of the day. Catch you before that second serving of turkey and gravy um this is a big one this is a huge one i mean after seeing what auburn's done i mean i i think this this is going to be a win for alabama but i think it like you said i don't know if it's going to be convincing or not that's my only concern i'm not sure it can be because you got to throw everything out the door when you're talking about how this game is played because this game has had wild finishes and it and crazy things happen so I think it's an Alabama win. I just don't know if it's going to be that a 20-point, a 21-point yeah. game, which I think it has to be for, for Bama to keep steam. Yeah, I think it is, Max. I, I, think, I think Bama runs away with this one because the, the, the way I look at it, man, is Bama, in a different way, is very similar to Arkansas. I love Barry Odom on the defensive side of the ball for Arkansas. I love Derek Mason on the defensive side of the football for, for Auburn. And they don't have the best players, but they, they do more with less, if you will. And they're pretty damn talented. And offensively, you look at Mike Bobo and Brian Harson, if you will, um, and, and you look at Kendall Bryles and what, what he's been able to do, that they different approaches, but no question to run first team, run first football team. And yeah. I look at how Arkansas was able to compete with Alabama, and they had to make, like, not one, but probably eight to ten, like, must-have plays down the stretch to keep that game from being a three-score ball game. Like, Arkansas did everything they could – to, to, to get that thing to, to a touchdown win from Bama. I mean, it, it was unbelievable the number of, of plays that you're just like fourth and ten. The hell are we doing? How are we going to get this one when we can't throw the ball over the middle of the field? You know? Um, yeah. You, you know, you just, they weathered the storm in a major way, and I never thought I'd say this. I, I, I think Auburn would have a chance to weather that storm if Bo Nix was still, still alive, if, if Bo Nix was healthy. I, I don't think they have the ability to play the game consistently enough to when Alabama makes one of those 14-point runs to stay in the game. And at that point in time, they'll turn it over, they'll go three and out, and Alabama's up 21. And so I do I, – I think Alabama stretches this one out down the stretch and it ends up being a big-time, a, a, a big-time big gap and Alabama wins it convincingly. Yeah. No, well, hey, listen, I hope it's right. Uh, we shall see. I mean, this is intriguing times because now we're seeing really that top four take shape. And I want to I, I can't wait to see what happens at, when the dust settles after this weekend. It's going to be fun. Happy Thanksgiving, Clint. Happy Thanksgiving to all our fans out there at Field of 12 and especially our supporters at SEC Primetime. All our folks over at Bet Rivers, Better Health and Company. We appreciate the sponsorships. And of course, enjoy this holiday. And, of course, just remember, SEC primetime with Starks and Stern, it just means more. It just means more because we're in the SEC. We ain't got the other jobs. We got the best job, Clint. 
And so with that, we send you guys out. We'll holler at you next week.